0: I right, so I was getting ready to go go and they said este es un vuelo privado. They said this is a private flight and they said see. Sí. And I said a dream flight, right? It wasn't there a ride at Disney World called that. And they said see sí, acá cast if hear this. And I said is this a private flight with the Susian undertones? And they said, I year solos, uh, to go it alone. And I said, with, uh, said she could go it alone with or without sushi and stuff. And then uh, I guess it was a tree talking to me. So I said, it said, un so one that you can. And I said, okay. And he started walking. And I said, oh wait, I'm walking and on the back of a flying bird which has its own biome or something on it. And my brain said, what is going on? I said, "No nope, puedo oh, contestar. And I cannot answer because I don't know. And then this, this creature which I could only call Tessera internal, third internal, because uh, it was like a triple nesting doll uh, coming from the inside, it said to me, Lo go sola. I do it alone. And I said, Well, that's kind of a contradiction because there's three of you kind of, you know, jumping in and out of the internal part of you. And I said, Iban Akoger, they would take. And I said, Who's they? And they just said, Te Harlo. And I said, Leave. I said, Okay. They say, well, I can't really leave the back of this giant flying bird in the private. I said, well, this flight's not really private because all these Susian creatures are strangers to me. Uh, so then I said, well, let me head up to the bird, you know. And then I said, well, I'm not climbing down its neck. So I said, Rick, guys, okay, so you collect. Because like, I was like, I don't know if I have to pay. And then I sighed because I said, well, Jesus, this is going to be boring, too, because I, I don't even know where I'm going. And then uh, the flying bird, it was kind of like a giant duck. It said it was by, you know, some sort of uh, its own environment on its back. It said, no way, uh, ningún periodico. There's no period. And I said, just like in a regular flight, there's no newspapers or magazines. Huh? And I said, that's no surprise for me, and that's not a surprise. And I said to myself, Kete Parese, how about I uh, Ben Ben Mira, CC, and look? And so I started looking, we were flying over some purple wilderness. And I said, okay. And then I looked around and I said, maybe, and then I heard a swain on a sound, a henial swain a great sound. It was a super chevre, you know, super cool. And I said, "Is that on the bird or somewhere else?" And I said, uh, "Manny Har, drive towards that sound." And yeah, Diego, go. And I came. uh, I came to see that uh, that we were. It was weird. This is weird, but we were flying on the back of a, a back of a different bird that was flying. The purple wilderness was yet the back of another bear or bird, not a bear. Uh, and that bird was flying forward, and we were flying forward on its back, and I said, man, uh, Adelante, we're going forward. And I said, well, can somebody get M.C. Escher and see if him and Seuss could work on a a better story for this, you know, with a grano, a grain of sanity. And then there's this bear was there, one of those friendly Seussian bears, the, like, shorter brown ones. And I said, where are we? He said, abuela. And I said, what? Like, these two birds are flying in, in uh, on a grandmother. And he said to me, heredero, extrano, ineta." He said, a strange and net hair. And I said, so we're in a, grandma, a strange grandmother's hair net. And he said, restreando, gray know if you're tracking this you're not going to believe it and i said no doubt about that and i said are you sure as soon broma a Keiko so this thing's not a big joke and then i noticed the two birds that we were on uh passando we were passing uh what, what looked like a, a, a children's toy train but it was an, it wasn't animated it was real and the caboose was talking to me. He said, me estas faltando al lado, You're missing me next. And I said, uh, this is puzzling. And then the the, the uh, it, there was like a caboose on the caboose waving from the back. And it said, bahase uh, de ese, get off that. And they said, well, that would involve jumping off of two birds, a bird flying. And they said, I got to get off of here. I said, okay. And I said, do you have any, any ideas how to do that? And they didn't answer. And I remember someone telling me this story about uh, Dr. Seuss' dream. They, had a, they said the solution to the dream. Maybe I, I guess I just fell asleep. I had this dream. Like, there's nothing like being on a bird with its own environment, flying on a bird or over a bird with its own environment, flying over something unidentifiable uh, for a good sleep. There's a lot of good motion, and it's comforting motion. But I had this dream, that it was a De Diva, De Telenova, KTNA Motado. It was about a soap opera diva that had a kind of um that had mounted a bird and she was flying but it it was more like uh it wasn't so like I was tiny on these birds, you know, she was like I said that bird you're hurting that bird's back and she said Tuve el paye pay have palo the the hair and then uh, she said A are you betting me? And he said, "Are we having a bet about the magical hair that's going to clear this whole story up?" I said, "Paleando, uh, there's no reason for us to be fighting." And I said, "I said, okay, can we pause this whole whole bird? Can we pause all the flying for a second with your bird and my birds?" And can I? And this was a trick. I'll, I'll be honest with you, folks. I said, "Cometi un error fue culpa mia. It was a mistake, and it's my fault with the hair." Uh, no, no, so not, not cry that. Uh, I just want to apo- I just can't remember what I need to apologize for. And she said, "Tomaste, soufui, you took whether it was." I said, "I'm going to steal the magic hair," and she said, "Coma alas bien to eat well." And I said, I'm not, I said, I don't think I'm going to eat the hay. And I said, oh, it's a dream. And I said, she's probably dreaming, too. And she said, es suave, you know, it's soft hair. And I said, lo siento, su I'm so sorry. Can we overcome my mistakes? And I said, could you get off that bird and toma perro, take this dog for a walk? At, you know, B let's get, this is a good job. We're done making this, uh. You know, because this dog is uh, uh, una muchas nino. It's one of many l- little dogs, and it really needs someone Fueque, to step what you know, step to it with the dog. Uh, Mescolaros just hang with it, uh, lamento. You know, be feel sorry for it every once in a while. And she said no te entiendo. I do not understand. And when she said that there was just a point where I, I pulled the magic hair out of her hands, you know, because she paused and she said, "Cantidad dolor, there is much pain and angustia, anguish, because uh, she knew uh, Salio, I was leaving with her hair, she said, he left with the hair. And then I realized we were still on the two birds. They just hadn't, they were uh, soaring instead of flying. I didn't know ducks could soar. And I said, Podia, could you uh, uh, tell me what to do with this magic air to clear the, clear all this up? And of course the bird, the duck said to me, me desia bestia, I always thought you wore that. And he said, so I should put on the magic air. Uh, and he said, tirado, otherwise you'd be lying. So sitziendo a lot while well. I sat beside the bird, you know, I sat down, I put the magic hair on. And believe it or not, it one of those bears came again. and said, me, Miro, like, look at myself. And I looked at myself. And uh, prefiero, I'd prefer not to see myself with magic hair. did not. It made me uh, sientete mal, you know, feel a little bit bad. But then the bear patted me on the back and said, nos vamos pa, we are pa. And he said, are we on the otro lado, the other side? And the bear nodded its head. And I said, when I wake up, I got a fuera reuni, you know, get off to a meeting. And I said to the, the birds, tan buena su- su- sueto, is this a good subject? Like, how do I save things? Do I just wear this hair? And then I noticed the birds had landed, or the first bird landed, the second bird landed on the bird. And I said, what can I do to clear things up? And they said, we need some uh, basiernas de lujo. And I said, you need luxury restrooms? I said, yeah. I was. I said, yeah. You wouldn't want to go to the bathroom on another bird. Makes sense, and that made me think we've landed on a third bird. And I said, well, maybe I'm in some sort of mis, you know, misshaped situation. And I said, I will get on that. Uh, I will do what you said. Te lo dijo. Ho. Uh, how many bathrooms do you need? Cien a good, a couple hundred. And they said, "Verte mobida," you know, see, we're seeing you move. And I said, "On asunto pagaste," I'm going to get these items paid. And then I said, then I immediately fell a little behind, a little bit down. And I said, "Okay, I should I create a restroom with like the hand dryers, salvar sal bar, save paper." Then I noticed the hair on my head said, Tadar, and esetono. Tono, don't take that tone with me. And I said, could you help me make some bathrooms? And I said, que damos todos, we're all in it together, Uh, parche. And I said, ben para aca, come here. And I said, how can I get any closer, you're on my head. And then I realized they wanted me to pull it off my head and look eye to eye with the magic hair. And I said, Akiya Bez, remember that time you doubted in the magic of hair? And I said, well, my hair, because I have fur. I don't have hair. And I said, hey, how, Hansito, how have you been? Uh, and I said, what, what do you mean? I said, I don't know you. I just, I just found myself in this Susie and Triple Bird mess. And now I got to get some luxury bathrooms done to tie this thing together. And then the hair said to me, No seas tomato, don't be shy. And I got where it was going. And it said, A brallo, open it, like open my mouth and kiss this hair. And I said, Well, I said, Okay, I'll kiss you. I said, Once those luxury bathrooms are done, uh, you know, I'll be ready to, uh, you know, No seas tomato and, uh, you know, a brallo, I kiss you. I'll kiss the payo, you know, all day long. And then the hair waved some of its, you know, locks and magical sounds, uh, magicked. And, uh, and then one of the birds, uh, I think it was like uh, the top-level bird. We were on the second-level bird. Ran and used the bathroom, and it said, uh, uh, Nectar uh, de los Diosos. Uh, that was like the nectar of the gods I just washed my hands with. He said, I felt like that toilet fit me like a, a good dry, a good suit. And he said, thank you, gracias Atendello, Thank you for taking care of that. And he said, no problem. I'll just be here kissing this hair. And he said, okay, we're going to have a party, a fiesta. And I said, okay, just uh, oh no ojo siga. Don't have your eyes follow me. Because uh, this is, you know, a uh, la this is a negotiation. So then I kissed, made out with the hair for a while. It was, you know, it was green, green hair, green kiss. I guess it wasn't, it wasn't any ham or eggs. I mean, it could have been, but we, all we did was kiss. All they did was kiss the hair. Okay, yeah. It seriously made, but, but it was still for these, you know, and then the story was resolved. Luxury bathrooms. Luxury bird bathrooms. The hair was happy. I felt renovado and recuperado, renewed. And that was it, all right? All right, so we're talking episode 43, Metastus News. It opens with a man with a, walking with a box. And I said, is that a leather box or a wood box? And it seemed like it was two triangles that, you know, make a square. And I said, Is that, are those right triangles? Or can any triangle? And I said, I guess you need right triangles. Do you need right triangles to make a square? I I think, I guess you do, because the square has right angles. You think this wouldn't be perplexing? I did, uh, you know, I do have dyslexia, so. And then we see the man carrying the box as Goose. And then, you know, right by Goose is uh, Mario. He's in maroon. Mario and Maroon, you know, and Jose's with them. They're at a small airport with some small planes. Jose's back in his M- M.C. Escher type, type shirt, you know, ready for a professional business. Uh, Gus gets on the plane. He says something to Jose. Then they all get on the plane. Jose's, you know, a little bit nervous. I think more about the destination than the uh, flight. And uh, then Gus sits there stiffly, and it says, "Salute." is the opening. That's the uh, name of the episode. The episode opens. Uh, then we see a phone ringing. It's Walt's phone, his uh, cordless uh, home phone. And his voice, they used to have these things called answering machines, so that turns on. Very good for expository dialogue, as a matter of fact. And we hear the voicemail being recorded. It's Cielo. She's like, hey, where are you at? Uh, you know, where, call me back. Then we're at Cielo's house, and she's with Junior. It's his birthday. And she says, hey, can you go get the paper for me? I left it outside. And then, surprise, there's an old hoopty out there, or whip, you know, what kids call it nowadays, or they did two years ago. And it's got a good bow on it and balloons. Uh, Junior looks a little bit confused. The uh, car door, Cielo's like, hey, let me show you this car. She, She's really trying to sell him on it. And the car door is uh, really hard to open. And she's trying to make the most of it. She's actually happy. As a parent, this is one of these terrifying scenes to watch when your kid's uh, really, seeing so, you know when it dawns on them the damage you've done to them, and that they say, "Well, I don't know if I like my parents unless they're doing exactly what I want." Uh, so the, this is a really well acted scene because it caused me some anxiety. And he said, "One day that'll be me if it isn't already." And but Junior tries to be polite. She's like, so why don't you take it for a ride?" He's like, "Yeah, I think I'll eat breakfast actually." Then we see sad, Saul, who looks sad. That's Saul sad by the seesaw. Seesaw sad by the seesaw. And we need a law, law, law word with an S. Uh, but he, he said, is he sad or hungover? And then Miss Silva go, rolls in, Mr. Silva. And Saul tells him about some money deal. He say, At first I said, what? I couldn't remember what happened. And he still played this silver guy's, so, you know, total buffoon. He'd make a perfect, you know, politician, as they say that later about Ted Bern- Bernay And then Saul's so like, "It's three million bucks, bro." And then he's like, "Oh, I'm so happy." Uh, then we have Gus, Jose, and Mario, and they're headed. To, they're on a cross country drive to a big meeting. And we get to the meeting, and like the cartel assistants there, he has the most obscene. Uh, graphic tee on. I put super ultra silver graphic lion tee. A t-shirt. Because it had I mean, even Jesse Pinkman wouldn't be caught in this shirt, I don't think. It was metallic. It had a lion. I don't know. He looked cool in it because he's like he looks like a total badass. But, uh, it was obscene. Uh, And I don't even have any fashion sense, and it was obscene to me. Uh, But then they're they're at this uh, countryside lab, a mess lab, out in the open, you know, for nature fans. And all the chemists kind of laugh at Jose, including the main chemist. And this is one of my favorite scenes in Breaking Bad, and it was really good in this. Because Jose plays it cool. First, it hurts his feelings a little bit. He's a little intimidated. Then he gives a look around. He asks for some stuff, and the head chemist—sorry, pardon my language—but he's a total dick, a total ass. And Jose says, "Okay, you want to play it that way? It's time for school to go into session, my friend." And he pulls out all the knowledge, you know, because he's been doing this and he's worked with Walt, so he doesn't have actual—he doesn't know how it works, but he knows how to do it, and he's confident. And he totally is like, you know, you need to get your act together. I'm in charge. And Gus really likes how Jose takes control. Then we see Juniors in his car at Pa's Place. Oh, there's another one, Pa. Pa's Place. I think that was a failed theme park with the uh, company that you dye your eggs with. And he knocks on the door. Walt's still in bed. He pulls the covers over his head. His phone's still ringing. Then Junior uh, knocks on the door. I think he's—I think that says shames shames him over the voicemail. Then keeps knocking. Walt answers the door. He lets him in. He says, if you're coming in, come in. He looks terrible, Walt. And then he's like, que paso? And then I was like, I got to call mom. And they're like, no, no. And then Walt cries. He's talking about Los Santos. So sad, so sorry. Uh, So you can see I am learning some Spanish, you know. And then Junior kind of takes care of his pa. I like how he calls him pa, too. It's cute. And I really like the acting of this young man, uh, whose, of course, name I don't know, but it's not to take anything away from Walt Junior in Breaking Bad because this is a kid, he's a little bit more young, or a little bit younger, I think is the proper pronunciation. And just a little bit different, it's just a different, it's the same character. I don't know. I really like it, though. And and that's not to mean that I dislike Walt Jr. It's just he's really, when they say clean around the ears or fresh around the ears or something. Uh, So he gives his pa some aspirin or something and a smile. And, you know, that's what you need when you're sick. And then uh, he says, happy birthday, son. And then they share a moment about the car. And Junior takes his dad's broken glasses and drives off. Double question mark. Then we're back to cooking school at the meth lab. Jose's teaching the chemists, and everyone's watching him. They're filming him, taking lots and lots of notes, lots of watching. Then Jose's, like, pouring. He's measuring. He's mixing. I can't think that I can't read this one I think it's it's not stirring it looks like st uh, triangle triangle j and then the head chemist is kind of still grouch then there's goop blue goop uh, the Jose's spreading and then the chemist is it totally acting like an hole. then he says uh, he takes a sample he goes I bet it won't be over eighty percent. I think actually I learned that he said at my top is 85, you're never going to beat me. And it's not even close, it's 96%. Jose is so pleased, he's like, yeah. But then he kind of learned some bad news from the cartel. I couldn't tell what it was in the first rewatch. So I put two question marks, bad news, two question marks. Corey, oh no, I did figure it out, cartel has bought him, question mark. And then the, that's like the cartel guy in the graphic tee laughs. He says, yeah, you, dude, you're going to be able to buy to look at this. You could buy a graphic tea with real silver one day. Uh, hand on back. And then uh, uh, next day we're at Walt's. Walt wakes up. His glasses are fixed. He sees Junior in bed with him. And I don't know if this is a cultural change or just a, like to save a little time change. But in the. U.S. version, uh, they're not in bed together. Um, but Walt's so happy, he pats his son's head and wakes him up, and he talks to Junior about stuff and ruining his birthday, and Junior's all forgiving. And then they have this really long talk about stuff in that, that I could not follow, really. And then Junior and Pa say goodbye to each other at his car, Walt's still in his robe. Then Gus is Oh, we see Gus's guy. Um what's the guy? Killian Murphy look like. He's watching. And then he rolls up to Walt and Killian says, you know, we need you your time or something. You need your time card. And Walt kind of growls. Uh then Cielo and Walt are talking. And Cielo gives, uh, Saul gives Cielo some bill or something that shows that Silva already blew most of his money on a new car. Uh, So Cielo rolls over to his house, and he's got a bunch of boxes there. And Cielo, first she tries soft-shoeing him. She says, hey, what are you doing? Uh, Did you uh, start, you know, paying the IRS or whatever? And then it's kind of hard. Then she has to go hard sell because he's like, "I'm not spending my money on the IRS or the workers. Uh, all this money's my money," you know. And Sheila waits, and then she can't take it much. She goes, "You know what? That's my money, fool." I mean, she said, "I think she didn't say that," but that's kind of, at least, was the subtext, kind of. And uh, that's it. Then we see Gus takes a vitamin. And Jose's chilling with Gus and Mario. Uh, and then Don Eladio shows up. This was another fine performance by this actor playing Don Eladio. And he's so happy. Gus pretends to be fake happy. He presents Jose to the boss. The head chemist is still there giving attitude. Then Gus busts out the super expensive tequila. And it's party time. And the boss is getting wasted and talking all over Gus, who's just sitting there chill. And then Gus is like, I got to go use the bathroom. And then that's it, that the party ends. And the episode ends, and they say, well, let's, just, let's go back to America, you know. And that was the end of the episode. Great, great episode. Some great moments in there. All right, so we're talking season four, episode 10. Uh, salute. Owen's with a field, and... Uh, it's Jesse, Mike, and Gus. They're all waiting. It's kind of quiet. They're awkwardly waiting for something, and then we see what they're waiting for. A small plane comes in. Uh, Jesse, I put Jesse wants to get on, but I don't know if he wanted to get on or not. But he because he was nervous, and he so he was I couldn't tell if he was nervous about the flight or about you know where the destination. Uh, But then they fly, they were all wearing those headsets you see in TV shows, like where the pilot could communicate with you. And Jesse was just staring at Gus, who at some point mouthed something or something I couldn't hear. I said, is that mysterious or something? Or did he say, yeah, don't worry about it, Jesse. And then the episode opens. Uh, Then we are in a kitchen, it's Walt's uh, efficiency, well it's not an efficiency apartment, whatever you call it, it's an executive apartment. His phone rings, it's a voicemail, it's Skyler. She's like, this is her try pickup, and she's like, well I wanted to do this, but Junior's still asleep, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it without you. Because uh, it's his birthday. That's what we see next. Junior's in an orange jacket. It's It must be his birthday, orange jacket. It's noon. And so she's like, do you want breakfast or lunch? And he goes, pancakes. And then she goes, can you go get the paper? I forgot it. And then uh, uh, Junior goes outside. And he sees a car. He's kind of in shock, but not in a good shock. And then I put very mom. I guess because Skyler was being so mom-like, uh, cause mom like, uh, because she's mom. Because she's like, you know, this scar's great. Because he he's like, huh, nice scar. She goes, yes, happy birthday, surprise from me and your dad. And she goes, I did a lot of research. Of the scar stood out to me. Great features, power everything, solid engine, uh, roomy so you can carpool, but safe because I'm your mom. And it's got a CD player, and, and you know, some of you might not know what a CD or a newspaper is. That's fine. Don't worry. You should be, you know, uh, 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 time's passed. But she goes, you can listen to tunes while you're cruising around. And she goes, you might to take it for spin breakfast? Just can wait. And he's like, later, I'm starving. Uh, then we see Saul, his head's on a desk. And then over the last few years, Saul, he's here, Saul. And then Ted Bernanke rolls in, uh, you know, I Arbov. Mean, again, it's surprised this guy is not running for president or some office. I mean, I guess because he's too handsome for this. I don't know. I mean, maybe he would just be a mate. I don't know. Uh, but intelligence wise, but he just he's just, he's kind of being a sad sack and feeling sorry and Saul's like, oh, you you know you inherited six hundred and twenty one G's twenty one thousand and he's like, Oh great, wow, he says. And then we're uh we're in a Hummer and the guys are in there, Mike uh Jesse and uh Gus and they're driving, it's bumpy, Jesse's doing his nervous habit, he's picking at his fingers, Uh, Gus is holding his glasses, and we get to this old factory, it's a meth lab, and we see this actor from 24, now I didn't watch every season of 24, but when it was, uh, for a little while when it was on the air, I worked for this couple, and they were huge 24 fans, and this guy, you know, when, when 20, some of the better parts of Twenty Four were a little bit soap soap operatic, and I think this guy he played at both sides of the fence, uh, and he was married uh, to one of the better characters in Twenty Four. Now her name forget it, it escapes me, and ends in an eye like it was Chloe, yeah, but I don't know if it was Chloe. Uh, but he he goes. Uh, but it's all in Spanish, but uh, he's like, who's the chemist? And then he's like, let's get to work, you know. He doesn't think too highly of Jesse. Jesse kind of looks around, he's like, where's the phenolphthaleic acid or something? And he's like, well, of course we do it ourselves, you know. We just synthesize it ourselves. And then Jesse's like, I don't know how to do that. And then Gus is like, oh, well, why isn't it ready already? And something de madre can't read my handwriting loud to Madre, but this just one of my favorite scenes in the history of Breaking Bad this next five minutes. Because uh, uh, this guy starts talking trash to Jesse, and Jesse is not having it because he's really trying to bash Jesse's ability and his self-esteem, and Jesse's, you know, taking it from Walt. So Jesse's like, dude, you know, if you're going to be a jerk, you know, you're here to make my product, uh, so you're going to do it my way. And then the guy's like, oh, you know, I speak English. I know you're calling me an a-hole. And Jesse's like, okay, go get my phenylphalonic acid or whatever. And he goes, she goes, how long is this going to take? He goes, I, I don't know, a couple hours. You should be the one. I, when you, and Jesse goes, I can wait, to because this lab is a mess. Don't you have any standards? He goes, we need to clean up every source of contamination, and then the guy's like, uh, who who do you think you are? And Jesse goes, who am I? He goes, I'm the one they flew in to show you how to do your job. And he goes, looking around this lab, I'm not surprised. So he goes, you know, if, if you don't want that to get fired or something, you better stop whining and listen to me. And there's a great look on Mike and Gus's face during the scene when Jesse's really asserting himself. Mike's so pleased and la- almost laughing and, And Gus is very impressed. And then we see Junior. He rolls up to Walt. He buzzes the gate a lot. So annoying. Uh, He's buzzing. Walt's got his covers over his head. He's not getting out of bed. His phone rings. Pretty sure it was 6.12 in the p.m., which would make sense because he had lunch at noon or breakfast. And then Junior's worried. He's like, "Dad, I'm gonna, you know, if you don't let me in, I'm gonna call, uh, call, call somebody to get in there." So Walt comes out of the garage. He's in a t-shirt and tidy white. He's, and he's like, "Come in if you're coming in." And then they have a fight because Walter looks terrible, and Junior's worried. He's like, "I'm gonna call mom." He goes, "No, no, no, don't go." All right, I was. Good. Walt starts the lie train again. He goes, "Oh, I was out gambling," and. We can't let mom find out about the fact that I'm, you know, whatever. He goes, I'm too deep in these lies. And they talk for a while, but Walt has this come to come to a truth type moment. And he goes, I've made mistakes. It's all my fault. It's all my own fault. And Walt gets really inconsolable here. And Junior's like, it's okay, Dad. It's okay. You just need to get some rest, and he tucks him into bed. And I think it's a really important scene, like when you think about uh, the brilliance of the show that I talk about every once in a while, because Walt had kind of gone, at least for me, even in the rewatch. You know, you're starting to lose, uh, you know, Walt's the main character, or you could say, well, Jesse's the main character, or Cielo, I mean, Skyler, sorry, but... um. Or So if you don't want to say Walt's well, the main character, I mean, he is, but you could say that he's a very important character. But either way, his kind of behavior has kind of started to, up until this point, erode some of our, uh, what do you call it, like compassion for him or his likability. And they're able in these few short scenes, I mean, to manipulate my emotions in a wonderful way. Uh, to kind of rehumanize Walt and, and to, to, to make us root for him again. Uh, so it's so just, just like a, this is a master class in storytelling. Holy mackerel. Uh, so then we see the exterior lab. Jesse's at work in there. He's got a big audience watching him and videotaping him, tons of people. And then there's a time lapse till they're done, 17 hours and 17 minutes. And then the jerky guy, the chemist, is like, well, you know, I don't know. And he's like, I don't know how pure this stuff is. And it's uh, 96% pure. And then the, uh, the cartel guy goes, well, first of many. He goes, because you belong to the cartel now. And Jesse's like, oh, boy, what? And then we see Saul and Skyler. And they're talking. First, she's like, why are you here? He goes, well, he goes, celebrities got to get their car washed, too. And he goes, this is important. He goes, it's about Benicky, which I told you was a bad idea, giving him that money. And Scott is like, well. And he goes, well, I give him the money, like you said. And she's like, great. And he goes, I can't believe you bought a great aunt Birgit. He goes, but you called it. He goes, once you knew that money was coming, he was hypnotized. And Skyler's like, well, what's the problem? He goes, well, he goes, let's say we don't, I don't see they have the same rose-colored glasses where Johnny Fabulous is concerned. So I've been keeping an eye on his money. And he goes, he bought a new Mercedes. Well, he's leasing it, you know, fully loaded. Uh, So he's blowing all that money. And Skyler's pissed, obviously. And she goes, where is he now? Uh, And then we see Walt is in bed, uh, the cap's back on his medication. He was taking his glasses are fixed. Uh, he, gets out of bed, he sees an orange jacket, and he sees Junior sleeping on the couch, which was different in Columbia. They were in the same bed. Again, I don't know if that was just to keep it in one room, so it, you know, that was just one set, or, I mean, I don't know. I think culturally, it should be fine for a teenage son to be... Is, his dad's all messed up like that. Uh, in bed with him, but... Maybe not. Uh, but in my opinion, it, it didn't make a difference. I mean, I guess it did. I liked it better that J- Junior was in his dad's bed. It just symbolized some sort of closeness for me. But anyway, Walt's in this terribly ugly robe. And Walt wakes his son up, and he's like... uh must have, what does that say? Wakes him up, must have, must home. I don't know, I can't read my writing, must home. Uh, but Walsh, well, so like, listen, I, I was kind of out of it last night. I had a beer with my medication. And he goes, it's been, you know, it wasn't the best idea. He goes, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Sorry about last night. He goes, I shouldn't, you shouldn't be worried. And then Junior's like, it's okay. He goes, no, it's not okay. He goes, and this is, again, this is the what I was talking about before. This is where they cap it, like where they take it to a solar level. Because uh, I don't know if we've ever seen, Walt, like, in a while, this vulnerable and likable. Because uh, he goes, you know, I don't want you, you to think of me like that, you know, what last night was like. And he goes, because my father, you know, he, he had Huntington's disease. And he goes, I watched him go. And he goes, Mom and I were afraid. And he goes, And he goes, it was a lot to go through. And he goes, the only thing I really remember is that you liked his steaks, medium rare. And they're like, just like you. He goes, I had all this information about my father from other people who would paint this picture for me. And he goes, I used to kind of gloss it over like that was who I saw, but it wasn't who who I have. He goes, He goes. I just have this one, you know, last memory from him of being kind of sick and stuff. And it's just this beautiful scene. You should watch it. This, this is one of the, I don't know if there's a top rating of the best episodes of uh, Breaking Bad, but even though this is not a super action-based one, I guess it is, but... But Walt's just talking about his memory of his father, and his junior's listening, and there's, he's just sitting there. There's like a tear just sitting in his eye, and Junior comes back. He goes, "Well, at least last night you were real." He goes, "The bad thing would be remember the way you've been acting this whole past year, uh, Dad." And they go out to the car at some point, and Junior rolls out. Walsh watches him go. Then Tyrus rolls up. He's like, "Isn't there somewhere he should be, Walt?" And uh, then Ted's back at work. He's hustling. He's on the phone making deals with Tanya and uh, kissing butt. And Sky's like, "Hey, how's it going with the IRS?" He's like, "Oh, Sky." Uh, Cash infusion, I'm starting the business back up that I didn't know what the hell I was doing, doing. You know, I got to look good with it. She's like, oh, new car? He goes, yeah, I got to look like a success. He said, yeah, you should run for president, Ted. And she, she's like, well, don't you owe the IRS? He goes, oh, yeah, I, IRS, IRS mesh. And she goes, Ted, I'm in this. My signature's on there, and you told me to give him moneys Oh, Sky, just to... Uh, you know, who's going to know? And he goes, she tries to be soft and finally. She goes, Ted, where do you think 600 G's came from? you really have an Aunt bergit She goes, no. And uh, then we see uh, we're at the pool. It's dusk. And Gus's uh, arms are at his side. He's staring into the pool. He takes some vitamins. Uh, Mike and Jesse are there. And it kind of continues off in the last saying, Jesse's like, don't I get a vote here? Am I supposed to stay down here? And Mike's like, I promise you, we're all leaving together. Don't worry. So settle down. And then they meet Don Eladio, and they say, you know, and then Gus busts out this fancy tequila. And he's like, oh, Gustavos, most gracias, you know. And there's kind of this play, because he's like... "Uh." Oh, are you, you know, trying to, to... But Gus has some first. And he's also like, oh, Jesse can't have any. He's in recovery. So they say cheers. Uh, at some point he says, may I present a cook? Uh, he doesn't speak Spanish. Uh, that's what Don Eladio says. But uh, the chemist says he's no chemist. And he goes, I don't care if he's a pig farmer. And then he he goes, oh, good. what's this, A gift? a token of respect and renewed friendship. And then he says, this Zafiro and Neho, which I think was on a recent episode of, uh, better call Saul. And he's like, you should, should I drink it. he goes, if you Gus says, you choose, he goes, I choose to drink it. And then they party. And then Gus and the boss are together. He's like, cheer up. I guess I'm not mad at you. Uh, this is in Spanish. I think, uh, he goes, once in every 20 years, once every 20 years, you forget your place. But remember, business is business. There's no room for emotion. And then Gus says it back, and they say, well, just, let's just not do business together anymore. And the episode ends. And i go on a road trip, just mapping it out. I'm going to take a stop and say thanks to Warren D. And then we go say thank you to the people that live in Teresa M., then I take a route, take uh, a uh, pillow, uh, route, pillow, pal, and say good night to Mary B. Take a right at the uh, puffy, puffy thing, and say good night to Mandy V. Then I go through a roundabout, and say, Hey, Jesse LR, good night, thanks. Then go to, to step in that bouncy house and say, Thanks, Teresa. Then I we'll say wave to Margaret A, in uh, the sheep that are jumping over stuff. Then I we'll say John C, hey thanks good night. I we'll might go over that hill uh, to that red thing and say Angel L, thanks good night. Then I we'll go through that twisty part of that road with the bump and say hey Lauren R, thanks and good night. Then go through that, uh, one of those trees that are almost a tunnel. There's Alyssa there, thanks. And, Nat, and Natalie, uh, say thanks. And then by that pond is Nicole and I say thanks to her. John C. is right over the bog. You remember that? And then the uh, wooden river, Armin. Say goodnight to Armin. Uh, Dave B. lives by the guy who plays banjo on his porch to say, hey, good night. And then Sally P. lives by that one with a nice swing out in front. Then I'm going to go all the way across that, that, what is that called, Route Snooze. And Rett's out there. Make it off on the uh, turnpike and say good night to Tim B. Then I'm going to take, uh, the, what is that? That's the uh, the Pike, just the regular Pike. And I'll say hi to Tori. Then I'm going to go uh, stop at the car wash. And then I'm going to say hi to Amanda. Then I think I'll go uh, put some air in my tires and I'll keep an eye out for Carl F. Say goodnight. night. Uh, then there's like the uh, what is that the, where the nice animals are. Oh the duck pond, Marina's there, I'll say good night. Then Johnny is by the goose pond, which is different. Then I'm gonna go through that forest to say goodnight to Amber. Then there's the woods, say goodnight to Jack. Then there's the Arboretum, Luan's near there, say goodnight to Luan. Uh, Ann H. is by the park. You know, that's just a park there. Nice one. Then I'm going to head uh, into the forest. Jess or Janet H. Say goodnight to Janet H. Then I'm going to hop back on the uh, county ro- county road. Travis K. I'm say goodnight to uh, Travis K. Uh, Peter V. B. Lives where the county road meets the state line. Then just past there, uh, where where they sell the Amish bread, I'm gonna say Karen C. Good night. Uh, then out on the edge, edge of the, I don't know what it is, it's the edge of something, the Shelly J. Then I'm gonna hop back in the. It was in a state county. I guess it's the interstate, Old Eisenhower, and I'm gonna head over to Jason R. Boulevard. Say goodnight there. And then I'm going to go to Frank S. Overpass. Let me keep an eye out for Elisa Ann. Uh, I think that's a nice shop. Then I'm going to go and on the, the one-way one road. Rachel M. K. I'm going to say goodnight too. Then uh, where's that? The won't the potholes. then comes cobblestone, Samantha O B. Then after it turns to cobblestone, it turns to brick, and then Paducci's uh, there. Then after it turns to brick, it turns to gravel, Naomi. That's what I'm gonna say goodnight to Naomi. Uh, then it turns to to uh, yellow brick, Jane L. Say night, to. Not that long after that, it becomes a nice dirt road, and I say hi, good night, and hi to Sally. S. and then pretty soon after that, it, it becomes asphalt, and that's where I say good night to Richard R. Then it becomes a concrete. That's how I know to say good night to Constance. Uh, th- then there's the uh, what's that thing called? I forgot what it was called. That goes by the water. Not an estuary, but that thing, that's saying that am going to say goodnight to uh, Ray C, and then Lisa SP is just after the drawbridge. Then there's the the uh, post office, but just past there's Emily S. Say goodnight to her. Uh, then there's the uh, ice cream store. You go right, then left, and right. Uh, say goodnight to Tess. Uh, Then there's the depot, and that's where I know to say goodnight to Mahan. Then you go over. uh, That's the the famous road for Sunday driving. Uh, Then there's the flower shop I know to say goodnight to Jivani. Then there's the acres and acres of green. That's where you say goodnight to Patrick. Then you go out way out where all the canyons are. That's sort of Samantha B. You can say good night. Yeah. Then if you go out there, there's a good star watching spot. You say good night to Sarah N. Then you go out by the streams. That's when you say good night to Karen M. You, the, then there's the creeks. That's David R's turf. Then there's the uh, Brooks. That's where you say goodnight to Jonas. After the Brooks, you uh, if you go past the streams, that's Josh N. Uh, then you go to the waterfall place. That's MLFs. I say good night, M L. Then you have the uh, the be- beautiful repair. I think it's called Riparian, Riparian area. That's where Beth F. You say good night. And then uh, I I get out to get out to stretch my legs. I say goodnight to Aiden R. And then I like to, uh, after I stretch my legs, I like to, uh, I usually go for a walk. And there's a nice trail where Lauren A, I say goodnight to her. Then I go over one of those those bridges where you can go through the woods part, uh, Halicent C. that's where I normally say goodnight. And then there's another good bird-watching spot where I say goodnight to Susanna Q. Then there's a nice spot to just listen. That's where I say, oh, that's a good spot for Nicole T. Say goodnight. Then there's a spot where you watch in silence. Across, you got a view across, and that's Ingrid G. Then I go to the spot where people gather and they play music. That's where David B. O., uh, B to though, and I say, Oh, good night to you. And I'll get back in my car and I'll start driving uh, to some historical stuff and I'll see the uh, the famous Mark E place to say good night. Then, of course, the inn where you say good night to Ryan B. And then, of course, the, the famous restaurant where I say, Hey, thanks and good night, Brooke B. Then there's the municipal building where I pass. That's very historic. I say, "Hey, good night, Marcia uh, B." Then there's this spot. Uh, it's a famous just, just, just a clearing, where fearless I say good night and uh, sleep well. And just past there is is a uh, building with a steeple where I say good night to Leanna. Uh, around the bend. Is a famous mill. Uh, Luis, I say good night to D. Uh, just as there's a school where I say good night to Kate F. And then finally, there's this wall, very old wall, wonderful wall, where I say good night to Jonathan R. Stonewall, and I say thanks and good night, everybody.